Hello, and welcome to 7-Minute Opinions, your audio guide to thought-provoking arguments from a variety of the week's writers and thinkers. I'm Peter Weber, and today I'd like to talk about the generational source of America's next great hope. Generation X may be able to claim Nirvana, Matt Dillon, and irony, but one thing they've never laid claim to is the Oval Office. But if we hurry, a Gen X president might just save Washington. The 2016 presidential election ended up being a choice between two baby boomers, Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. And if some millennial manages to become the next president of the United States, say, Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg, I worry that Generation X may have lost its shot at the White House. It wouldn't have been for lack of trying. In 2016, several representatives of the generation born between 1965 and 1980, give or take a few years, took great leaps in the presidential primaries. Marco Rubio, Bobby Jindal, Scott Walker, and especially Ted Cruz, all gave Donald Trump a run for his money. Hello, you've reached the winter of our discontent. Sure, you may still think of Gen X as the slackers from 90s movies like Singles, Reality Bites, and, well, slackers. I may live badly, but at least I don't have to work to do it. But that was then. Now, they're the tough, no-nonsense former latchkey kids. As a generation, Gen X is politically about halfway between the more conservative boomers and the more liberal millennials. Whether that's a shifting right-with-age phenomenon or something deeper is presumably to be determined. But it seems more complicated than simply occupying the political center. Gen X tends to be socially liberal but economically conservative, so like being in favor of both tax cuts and gay marriage. But if that's Gen X as a whole, it's not necessarily true of Gen X lawmakers. And there are plenty of Generation X lawmakers representing. For example, there's House Speaker Paul Ryan, born in 1970, who happens to be third in line for the presidency. As the most powerful Xer, Ryan is socially conservative and economically very conservative. Ditto Ted Cruz, the Gen Xer who came closest to the presidency. Theirs is the generation that grew up with Jimmy Carter, the approximate doppelganger of Mr. Rogers, and Ronald Reagan. And Republican Gen Xers love Reagan. But theirs is a purified version of Reaganism, sort of like if the Gipper was a band and Republican Xers played only his best albums on original vinyl on their political turntables. They genuinely love trickle-down economics, but as a practical matter, this Reaganphilia makes political sense too. That's because the Republican Party especially the part of it that votes in primaries, is older and more conservative than the general public and Generation X. On the Democratic side, the Gen X political standouts are socially liberal, like the party, and they are economically to the left of the country. If Gen X Republicans have to court Reagan-loving boomers, the Democrats need the support of fickle millennials enamored of the dreamy democratic socialism of a 75-year-old pre-boomer U.S. senator. But the important difference between Gen X and its demographic older and younger siblings is in tone, not policy. It's not that Gen X doesn't have its own aspirations. It's just that they're pragmatic. What Gen X really wants is a plan. After all, it has mortgages and car payments and kids to put through college. So, who are our contenders? The Democrats' Gen X bullpen includes Senator Cory Booker, former HUD Secretary Julian Castro, Senator Tammy Duckworth, Senator Kristen Gillibrand, and Senator Chris Murphy, to name a few. If Democratic congressman and former punk rocker Beto O'Rourke from Texas 
manages to beat Ted Cruz in 2018, he'd easily be the most Gen X Gen Xer in the Senate. And while any of these Democrats might run for president, none are early favorites to win the nomination. On the Republican side, though, the entire House leadership team is Gen X. Kevin McCarthy, Steve Scalise, Kathy McMorris-Rogers, and Luke Messer were all born between 65 and 80. But the only Gen Xer in the Senate leadership, in either party, is Senator Cory Gardner, the chairman of the Republican Senatorial Committee. And this asymmetry is worrisome. The best shot for achieving a Gen X America lies in compromise and in finding common ground between a vibrant Gen X right and Gen X left. It's not a dream either. Real compromise used to happen in Washington. Remember when Reagan worked with the Democratic-controlled Congress to pass major immigration and tax reform? It's been rarer since the boomers took over Washington in 1995, but it could happen again if we can move past their decades-old ideological blood feuds. Generation X won't have a congressional majority until at least 2019, and it could come even later if Gen Xers shy away from running or if incumbents in their late 70s and 80s continue to cling onto their seats. There's good news, though. A recent report found that when Gen X does take power, they are, quote, predicted to add more inclusion and transparency to the political system, as well as a willingness and ability to compromise. So, when the boomers finally retire, Social Security checks clutched firmly in hand, there is a chance for new politics in Washington. Trump's last gasp boomer presidency is drawing candidates willing to take a leap of faith toward Congress in 2018, and so maybe that's when Gen X will gain a House majority. But for that to happen, Gen X needs good politicians. So, to all Gen Xers with political aspirations out there, now is the time to leave the bar and enter the arena. All you have to do is be yourself. And that does it for this episode of 7 Minute Opinions. Look out for new episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. You can also head over to theweek.com slash podcasts for more from this series, as well as our 7 Minute Explainers and This Week I Learned podcasts. As a thank you for listening to this episode, The Week would like to offer you four risk-free issues of the magazine. To get those, visit theweek.com slash for free. I'm Peter Weber, and thanks so much for listening.